Welcome to the Gym Lords Podcast, where we talk to real gym owners and share their stories, their trials, and what's working for them right now. To apply to be a guest on this podcast, click the link in the description. Hope you enjoy and subscribe. What's up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. I will be your host today. My name is Brooke. Joining me on the show is Jeremy from CrossFit Virgin Islands. Welcome to the show. How are you today? I'm fantastic. How are you? I'm great. I'm so excited to finally have you here to get to talk about what you do at your CrossFit gym, which is my favorite. Um, so before we really dive into that, though, Jeremy, give me a backstory. What was it that led to you, you know, getting involved as a business owner in this CrossFit gym? Uh, really, I, so I moved down to uh, St. Croix, U.S. Virgin Islands in 2014, and the uh, the first place that I went, I was doing CrossFit in Wisconsin, where I'm originally from. I came down here, and I went the first day. I'm like, I need to go work out, just kind of go see the community. And so I walked into the gym, and that's how I met a lot of the people that I know around the island. It was a huge network, or just, you know, the, the normal thing. You walk in, everybody says, hey, what's going on? Where are you from? Blah, 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 all that stuff. And it just kind of... Um, it made a big network or a spider web, if you will, like around the island of people that I knew. And as I led from one thing to another, hey, let's go from CrossFit, let's go play volleyball, let's go to the beach, let's go do this. And so when it came up uh, three years ago that the uh, the old owners were looking to sell it, um, I jumped right in. I was like, hey, I don't want this to go away because this is how I was introduced to the island and how it made, uh, how it let me know so many people that I know around here. Uh, I wanted to keep that community alive and then, you know, also just keeping people fit when, uh, you know, make them better. Yeah. So it's something that like you were involved in before you even moved down there. And so you moved down there, you try it out and then you're like, okay, well, like this is definitely something that I'm going to stay involved in and I want to be able to help other people get involved in this. And some of the best, one of the best things about CrossFit or any sort of group fitness is that community aspect. It's a great way to socialize and get to know people, build friendships, um, while also getting healthy. So um, I'm glad to hear that that's kind of how it worked out for you. Give us your elevator pitch of CrossFit Virgin Islands. Tell us who you are, what services you provide, kind of paint a picture for our listeners here. So, I mean, you know, everybody knows the, the carbon copy answer to the CrossFit gym. Uh, so I'm not going to, you know, regurgitate that. But at the end of the day, a uh, small island community, uh, out to, you know, grow relationships and get better. So uh, we look good on the beach 24-7. I mean, we live in the perfect weather zone. It's 80 degrees almost every day, uh, 70 degrees at night. And uh, so you have to have the beach body going year round. So kind of one of those things like get in work out have fun uh and go to the beach yeah so are the workouts kind of all in that sort of class model do you offer open gym do you offer pt anything like that on top of yep. you know typical crossfit so our, our monday through friday is always about the same uh we do our normal crossfit uh workouts that you see go to any box uh something similar to it uh, strength and conditioning, gymnastics, um, uh, hypertrophy, things of that nature. Um, on, we do have open gym classes multiple times a day um, just for people to get in there that you know, want to do their own thing or do extra credit. Um, and then on, the, on Saturday, we do uh, always a team workout. And sometimes a team workout's at a beach. Sometimes it's in the gym. It just kind of depends. We try to hit the beach once a, uh, once a month if we can or do something um, – where we'll bike or we'll run or do something where we're actually outside in the community and it's free Saturdays are always free for anybody to come so like you know that way it kind of promotes that within the community like hey what are you guys doing over there and we bring them in to, to let them you know work out okay cool and then did you mention there that you also have you know some personal training oh yeah sorry yeah we do do uh we have right now we have three coaches that are doing personal training um and it's based it's up to them if they want to do it or not um but we always offer it so we have uh one physical therapist that does training inside of uh inside of our gym she's also one of our coaches and then we have uh another level two coach uh that does personal training and he actually runs um 
he works with uh, like um, at-risk youths for the gym as well, uh, working inside the gym. So it's kind of, we're kind of, again, small community. We tie into other, with other businesses as well to try to like promote wellness all the way around. Yeah, for sure. I love the idea of always, you know, looking at what more we can provide to our community. I think personal training is a really great way to do that because there are people that we can benefit in our community that might not fall into a CrossFit class, like from the very beginning. So if we can offer personal training, get them started, get them comfortable, and then maybe in the future, they feel ready to go into a class. It's great. And for our business, I mean, you know, I don't know how you guys work things, but personal training is a great way for us to bring a little bit of extra money into the business, which we can put in other places um, to help us kind of grow, um, you know, in what more than one way. Um, so are your trainers kind of employees of the gym or are they like contracting and, you know, paying rent to you? So we do, it's kind of a goal, I want to say. Um, so they get paid extra to do personal training. Um, and what we do is, uh, and all our personal trainers actually work in our gym as well. They're, uh, certified coaches for us as CrossFit. Um, but then they do extra time as, uh, personal training when they have, have time in their schedule. Um, but the way we kind of do it is if they're already a member of our gym, we give the bonus, uh, we give the bonus to that, uh, that coach that's doing the personal training. So they make more money if it's actually somebody that's within our gym. And if it's not, then, you know, they have to rent more or it costs them more to do the personal training in the gym. Um, and it, that way it kind of, it's twofold. One is to uh, let the coach or try to have the coaches bringing new people into the gym and making them uh, to bring them in as members. Right. And the other thing is, you know, put, like you said, put that extra money back in their pocket. So, you know, they have uh, more money to put in different places. Yep. Yeah, for sure. Um, so my next question to you is, you know, right now within the business, how many members are you guys serving? Right now we're at 70, between 75 and 80. Uh, I didn't look this morning, um, but we're I think 75, 76, somewhere in there. What's, what's the square footage of the building that you're in? We're at about 6,500 square feet. Okay, so it's not a tiny, it's not a tiny space. You definitely have a little bit of wiggle room there. Yeah. Um, with 75 members, is that a place, Jeremy, where you guys feel pretty comfortable or are you in a position where you could take on more members? Um, and we can definitely take on more. Um, and so we were, when we took it over in 2019, we took it over, we had about 140 members. Um, and we had two, two big things happen. Uh, we had COVID, number one. Right. <laughs> and then uh, the, so one of the, the largest employers on the island left island. Um, so that dropped off about one, I'm gonna say somewhere between like 1,500 and 2,000 people left. And so when COVID hit, we lost about 60% of our clientele where they just, they, you know, the, us being a small island, I was listening to uh, one of your, one of the other uh, gym owners on your podcast a couple of days ago. And they were talking about it too, where, you know, they were doing the at-home workouts and all of that stuff. But here on an island, they shut everything down. They just say, Hey, you're not going anywhere. There's no in-person anything. So um, we get a lot of our revenue stream comes from people visiting the island and just doing drop-ins and because they buy merchandise that, you know, it, so that makes a big, a big deal for us. And then we have, you know, our, our normal 74 members that are there uh, at least three days a week, if not more. So uh, when COVID hit, a lot of the members went and they stopped, they stopped their memberships because they didn't know everybody was in a panic. We didn't know what was going to happen next. Um, and we had some members that were still doing, uh, still paying their membership fees. And then uh, when COVID started to, um, I don't want to say go away, but when it started to uh, lessen the effects of it, uh, we started to be able to open up our doors and start to bring people back in. And we're still on that upward swing of bringing back those members that we've lost yeah. or that have found someplace else. Yeah, I mean, it's so, been a crazy couple of years for all of us in this industry, and I can imagine even more so because of, 
you know, one of, like you said, the largest employer in the island left. And so, you know, it's kind of a matter of now, hey, how do we take the people that are still left on the island and, and kind of get the word out? Um, so what are some of the things that you guys actively do to aid that growth process in terms of finding new members? So a lot of ours is word of mouth. Um, we used to do, uh, pre-COVID, we were doing a lot of radio advertising. And I know uh, that sounds weird, probably for most of uh, most people listening to this. It's going to be like, why would we do radio? Everybody listens to Spotify or Sirius or whatever, you know, or they're streaming music on their phone or whatever. Down here, radio is king. So everybody's got their radio on, like they're at the work site or whatever. Everybody's listening to it. And um, we actually had some catchy ads. My kids still laugh about them. Um, they thought they were funny. And so... It worked out pretty well for us yeah. that we were doing that. And uh, uh, Chuck, my business partner, the first one that we did, um, he ended up being late for the uh, for the time that we were going to do it. And I said, I looked at the guy who was doing the commercial for us, and I said, Uncle Chuck, he's always late. And it just stuck in my head as Uncle Chuck. And so we started this commercial, and I kept saying stuff about Uncle Chuck. We get done with the commercial, they post it, put it on air, and within like – I don't know, 20 minutes of it being out, he had 150 phone calls of people calling him saying, hey, Uncle Chuck. And he's like, dude, we got to turn this thing off. We got to turn this thing off. And I'm like, no, that's advertising. People are hearing that. They're seeing it calling you. They're like, and we started just getting this huge influx of people coming in. It was crazy. So it, it worked out really, 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 really well for us uh, at the time. And we're looking to go back into that again. But uh, really a lot of it is word of mouth. People... Uh, drive by, see the sign, see the building or see the people. Um, like our gym is right on one of the main roads. Mm -hmm. So when you, when we send people out to do a 400 meter run, uh, they're running right down the main road, especially our 4.30 class or our 5.30, or 4.30 in the afternoon or 5.30 in the morning, you're right in the main parts of traffic. So people are seeing people running around, they're fit. You know, they look like they're having fun or dying depending on the workout. And, uh, you know, the next day they'll stop by and like, Hey, what are you guys doing here? And so then we go through kind of explain and hopefully they come in. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, word of mouth in this industry, I think we can all agree no matter what kind of gym we're running, it's probably our favorite method of advertising because it's free. So, you know, we just have to have an awesome service and our members are going to talk about us and that feels really good. Um, because we don't have to spend any money. And I, I, if like you want to know anything about me, I'm the cheapest person. So, um, uh, if I can make money without spending money, it feels really good. But when we look at kind of scalability there and like, Hey, you know, we would like to be able to get to a hundred members. We can't really predict uh, when that would ever happen through word of mouth, because we can't say, you know, this month we're going to grow by 10 new members because of word of mouth, because we don't know how quickly people are going to talk about us. Um, and so a lot of people supplement that with things. It obviously sounded like your radio was the best method that you've ever supplemented your word of mouth. Have you, do you guys utilize your social media at all to pull in new clientele? A little bit. Um, so I, I'll be the first person to say I suck at it. Um, my wife makes fun of me all the time for my inability to use social media. Uh, my kids make fun of me for not being able to do it. I'm learning. Um, but we, luckily we have some, uh, some of our coaches and, um, other people in our gym do post regularly about stuff going on in the gym. Um, mm -hmm. like I'll do a post and like, Oh, Hey, we're going to do a beach water. You know, Hey, this is something going on. And that's about what I know how to do. That's about as capable as I am as far as that goes. Um, but we have a lot of people that will do pictures uh, or they're out doing something. Um, you know, they're out on the beach for the weekend and uh, they'll take a picture all together and post it for, you know, hey, this is, um, uh, three, they'll post it on the 340 CrossFit page. And so we have a family and friends page and then the regular gym page. And, um, so the family and friends one, there's a lot of stuff that goes in there. And then the, the other one, you know, it's, it, a lot more just gym specific, but trying to get better on uh, on Instagram and and Facebook. But like I said, I'm uh, I'm not very good at it, but I'm learning. 
Yeah, I mean, if we're in this industry, we're usually not social media experts. I mean, I talk to people on this platform pretty regularly, and that's probably one of the most common things that I hear is like, hey, I really don't know what I'm doing on social media. Um, and I think that it's good that you understand that you that it's important, um, but like you're still figuring it out. Um, because we're living in such a digital world. Like right now, especially since COVID, everybody is spending a lot more time on their devices. People are working from home. People are scrolling social media endlessly. So if we can reach them in those places and change their life, um, it's great for them and it's great for our business. Um, I've seen a lot of gyms and personal experience as well like utilize social media, put out some sort of ad, maybe even similar to what you guys did on the radio with the Uncle Chuck kind of scenario to reach people in the community. Have you guys ever done a social media ad before? So we're actually, I'm in process of building one. Um, I'm actually having one of my kids kind of help me put it all together. Um, we've got the idea, we've got some of the video footage uh, of what we're doing, but we're trying to put it all together so that way and it's kind of twofold. One, we're going to do it uh, for like a QR code for the door. So if we're not there during the day, uh, someone can get an idea, like the, a visual presentation of what goes on in the gym. Um, and then the second one, uh, we just got some funny stuff that, you know, kind of like our advertising and, and just to, to play around and have fun and just get people interested with it. Yeah. And that's great. I mean, that's really the stuff that's engaging is the stuff that's fun. We don't want to have like a plain ad with somebody, you know, with a ripped six pack abs and like, it's just a picture of them. Like that's not enough to motivate somebody to like come in and try the gym. Um, we have and, to be and, and on that, like, you know, for the, the majority of our athletes that are in our gym, we're not games athletes. Like we're there doing you know just trying to get better trying to make ourselves better we compete against each other but at the end of the day like you know that that's the one thing that a lot of crossfit gyms get is they're like hey okay hey we look at uh, oh you're you know they just got done with the crossfit games hey you look you, you have to be like tia Toomey or you have to be like uh justin um i was afraid how to pronounce his last name but um you have to look like these people to be able to do crossfit no you don't you can be anybody come in and everything's scalable, uh, everything's doable that you can get yourself better in a basic functional movement. So that's one of the things that we try to, we try to push um, that you don't have to, you don't have to have six back abs, you don't have to have huge biceps or whatever. Like, hey, come in and just work out, enjoy yourself and just, you know, make yourself better for a moment. Yeah, and totally, like this is really something that anybody can do. And I think that there's like this perception of CrossFit because of like people see videos of games athletes or whatever it might be. And there's just kind of this perception that CrossFit is something that's not approachable. So we as business owners of CrossFit kind of facilities have to be able to kind of show the general public like, hey, anybody can do this. And you can do that with social media by showing your real members just getting after it and having fun. Um, I, I don't want to spend too much time here. I kind of want to move on to the next part sure. of the question I have. So we don't run out of time. Um, my next question for you, Jeremy is what would you consider to be your biggest bottleneck or challenge when it comes to running the, the CrossFit business? So really our biggest hurdle here is showing, showing the, uh, showing the value of the gym compared to the price that people have to pay. So if you look at the, the median average for what CrossFit gyms, I, I think on the low side, it's 150. I think it's like uh, like 165 or something like that as a median. Um, we were lower than that when we first started and we were sinking bad. So we had to figure out a way to establish, hey, this is what our ground price is going to be. And that's where we're at now is $150. But um, we had to establish the value for that and show that to our clients of, hey, this is, this is worth $150 and here's why. Um, but it's a very hard thing to do, um, kind of what we had talked about before about uh, with a median income on island, about $35,000, it's not a lot. So and you have to consider that also with, you know, stuff costs a lot of money here because everything is shipped. You know, very few things are homegrown. 
So when you look at all those things, you, uh, it's very, very hard to convince people that, hey, I should pay $150 of my hard-earned money to come into a gym. I can go walk, I can go to a global gym or whatever, and you know I can work out there for $65. So what sets you apart? So it's, it's really showing that value or, or building that value with the local community and showing them, hey, this is why you should be here and why you should do this. So how do you kind of break that barrier right now? Like, how do you show that value to somebody who might seem a little on the fence if it's going to be worth their money or not? So the first thing that we always do is anybody that comes in, so say you walked in off the street, and uh, you come into a class that's already started or uh, you're just kind of interested, first thing we do is always offer you a free class. So you come in, try it out for one, uh, for one day. We always try to convince uh, whoever to come in for at least a week, um, just to try it out at least three times. Come in, see what you think, uh, and get an idea or get a feel for what the community looks like. Um, and then we go through, uh, go you know, at our whiteboard and kind of show, hey, this is what we're doing throughout the week. Uh, these are the things that we do. And then, um, you know, I always get the, the question right away is like, well, I, I can't do those things. I have bad knees or I have this or whatever. I'm like, well, we have all of our coaches or certified coaches that understand that everything needs to be scalable. And so if you have knee injuries, we can change the movement. Uh, or make a uh, change of movement or, or, or make it a little bit different so that way you don't have issues uh, throughout a workout that actually helps you build your muscles to get rid of some of those pains uh, in the future. Um, and, you know, other thing is like, well, I'm too old or I'm too big or whatever it happens to be. And we have members from, uh, I think our youngest is 15, our oldest is 72. That's in the gym. And she's there every day. Like, so it... The, a lot of it is just showing people that they can do it and get them over that uh, proverbial hump of, oh, it's, it's going to be too hard. I can't, I can't do it. Yeah. And, you know, they walk in at 4.30 and they see a bunch of people and they're laughing and giggling and talking and having a good time. They're like, oh, I kind of want to be a part of that. So, you know, all of those things kind of dig into that. Yeah, that's a really, you know, it's a, it's a challenge that a lot of us face is like, for many people who are newer to the fitness industry, they see the low prices for kind of a global gym. They're advertising like $10 memberships and then they walk into a CrossFit gym. They're like, they don't really understand the value. So um, when they see $150, they get a little bit of sticker shock there. But we have to really do our job and kind of sell them to the, I like to say, sell them to the result that they're going to see with us versus the result that they're going to see going to a global gym. People that struggle with motivation are not going to be successful in a global gym because they don't have somebody there to count on them. They don't have a staff who's going to check on them if they don't show up for three weeks. Like, and in the CrossFit gym, you have that. Um, and, you know, with this, the workouts can, like, you don't have to do any planning. You just have to show up and the workouts are already going to be created. So it takes out a lot of that stress. And we can sell them to the result that, hey, our programs are going to make you feel better mentally. Our programs are going to help you lose that pesky five pounds that you've been trying to lose, you know, help you gain some muscle, whatever it might be. We can really sell them toward that goal because, you know, we can definitely help them in the CrossFit style workout. So, um, yeah, very unique kind of, um, well, definitely not unique, but a very common challenge that a lot of people are dealing with. And then the final juicy loaded question I like to ask here on the podcast, and that would be what, you know, if I handed you a magic wand, Jeremy, all your dreams and goals for the business have come true. What would that picture look like for you? Uh, I mean, really at the end of the day, uh, would just be a nice shiny facility with, you know, equipment that's not rusting every five minutes because of the salt spray. Um, really, we kind of have the way that we, the way the gym is, is kind of what we're, you know, what we want it to be. The biggest thing is giving back to the members and making sure that we have the, the equipment ready for it. You know, the equipment that's there, it's workable. It's, it's, um, it's usable it's not you know breaking down or whatever so really that that shiny object uh at the end of the day is just you know happy people happy athletes happy people that are walking in the gym um and so you know it 
at the end of the day, you know, it would be, hey, I have uh, enough staffing to be able to, um, to be able to do maintenance on all the equipment every day or do, you know, whatever it happens to be. So um, it, that is a loaded, ju juicy question because it's not, it's not so much of a, like, I'm, you know, I, I assume like some people answer that as a, oh yeah, you know, monetarily, if I, you know, I want to make a million dollars or whatever it is, I want to be, you know, sit back and be able to do whatever. But really, uh, my, you know, my thing and, and Chuck's thing is like when we walk in there and see people that are happy and working out and doing, doing what they love, as long as we can keep them in that, you know, in that wheelhouse where they're able to do that, that's pretty good for us. Yeah. And so, you know, just continually be continuously being able to serve the com community update the equipment, have proper staffing. So just like really it's all your goals are surrounded around the people that you serve. Um, and there's usually two types of gym owners, one that's in it for the people and changing lives, one that's in it for the money. And there are a few that are kind of in the middle, but you're definitely in this for the changing lives. And I applaud you for that um, because you are changing lives with what you're doing. Uh, I want to give you a second here, Jeremy, to share the Instagram page. Where can our listeners go to find you online? I knew you were going to ask me that. And I should have looked it up ahead of time. Um, I believe our Instagram is uh, BI. I'm pretty sure that it's just CrossFit Virgin Island. I think it's CrossFit Virgin Islands. Yeah. That, so that's <laughs> the one for Instagram. Uh, Facebook is uh, either 340 CrossFit or 340 CrossFit Friends and Family. Um, and then we do have a website. It's super hard to find sometimes, um, but it's uh, tribe, uh, tribe.com slash 340 CrossFit. Awesome. Well, I appreciate your time today, Jeremy, your insight. Thanks for being here. Listeners, thanks for tuning in. Don't forget, if you want to stay notified about future episodes, hit like and subscribe. And if you want to join us for an episode here at the Gym Lords Podcast, fill out the link in the description. We'll be in touch with you soon. As always, until next time, Gym Lords out. Thank you for listening to this interview, but don't go anywhere. We still have two more incredible interviews coming right up inside this episode. But if you're a gym owner that's looking to get more clients, keep them longer, and make more money, Head to the link in the description of this podcast and schedule a free leave your credit card at home consultation with one of our business consultants. You see, here at Gym Launch, we've helped over 4,000 gym owners across the world increase their sales, take home more money, and build the business of their dreams. And it simply starts with a phone call. Click on the link in the description of this podcast to schedule your call today. Now, let's head into the next interview. What is going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. I will be your host today. My name is JJ Hernandez, and joining us on the show today is a very special guest. It is the one and only Cindy Glenn with Core out of Alabama. Cindy, what is going on today? Happy Tuesday. How are you feeling today? I feel great. Thank you for having me. We appreciate you being here. We're excited to have you on. And look, uh, we definitely want to dive into the nitty gritty of what you have going on with Core. But, you know, first, we want to give you the floor here, give you the opportunity to kind of let us know how you describe your business to people, right? If I came in and I'm like, hey, what do you guys even do here? What's CORE about? How would you explain that to me? Well, CORE is a small group studio that we do group classes and we do personal training. And we offer, of course, Pilates, Matt Pilates, Reformer Pilates, Bar Pilates. We have real rider bikes at the gym, the bikes that turn. We do boot camp, we do weights, we do yoga, we do TRX. So there's a lot that we offer in about 1,800 square feet. Nice, nice. I love that. I love that. I think that's awesome. And so, you know, we'll dive into the bare bones basics here, Cindy. Um, you know, how many members are you, are you currently serving? Probably about 80, 85 members total. Gotcha. And that, that varies, but some only do group training, some only do personal training, some do both. Gotcha. Yeah, no, that's great. That's great. I, I love the, the, the versatility. And so um, for you guys, what's been the best method or best practice of finding new clients? My best practice has been word of mouth. 
in the community, yeah. man. I've, I've done Facebook marketing, Instagram marketing. I've actually done some radio. Um, I used to do print, haven't done print in a long time, but word of mouth seems to be work the best for me. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, um, I always try to say, right. I think word of mouth will, well, has been around for years and will continue to be around for years, no matter how strong or how big of an emphasis technology becomes. Right. I think, um, you cannot fake the trust from another person, right? If somebody trusts you as a career member and they go ahead and say, Hey, you got to go to Cindy, got to go to core. That's the best place I've been to my entire life. That trust is instantly created. You don't have to sit there for 30 minutes to tell them the value or build the trust there. I think it's one of the easiest ways to kind of just get that. Hey, welcome to the, welcome to the family, you know? Um, And so, but now I always like to ask this too, right? Because I think word of mouth again, will always be an asset, but is there any other methods? Cause I know you say you've done print, right. And you've done social media. Are there any other methods that are unorthodox or a little more common, like social media being a little more common and a little more unorthodox, like flyers, right. Or even those events, right. Cause those are a little more old school tactics, right. That are the, the guerrilla marketing, if you will, but have those garnered any good results as well or is still. Um, yeah, I've done, um, I, I, donate my services to charity events to raise money for auctions. And some of that has been successful for me also. Um, I also do bring a friend week. Like you can bring a friend for nice. a whole week. That friend is free. Um, I, sometimes I'll give them an incentive. If your friend joins, buys this package, you get X. Um, I also occasionally on my website and I have a big banner I can hang outside my studio that says one week free. And I try to do that at strategic times. Like I'll probably do that soon in August, like right before the kids start back to school and, and the moms have a little more freedom and that will usually bring, um, people in at that time. Yeah, no, I think that's awesome. I think that's great. I think that's a great perspective. Um, just because obviously if you do it all year round, it doesn't feel like it's a limited offer and it doesn't feel like there's a sense of exclusivity. So I understand exactly. It's strategic. I think that's a beautiful thing there too. And so and again, I, I think, um, having that versatility is great as well. The fact that you have more than just one simple offer, which is, Hey, a word of mouth will bring all my clients, right? You can't just depend on that because you can't even track it realistically. Um, but I think, um, the fact that you're open to doing a bunch of different things is, is great. And so. Kind of continuing here, Cindy, you know, this is a great question kind of get put in perspective, right? So for you, uh, what do you think, right? Let's say leads, clients, traffic, all of these things are unlimited here. Mm-hmm. Hypothetically speaking, of course, I mean, how much higher can you go than that 80 or 85 that you're at now? I mean, what's the max look like for you? Well, I've just recently hired two new instructors. So I, I can take more clients and more group classes because, you know, if you, if you offer, you know, four classes a day, you know, it, it spreads the people out or five classes a day. It's, it spreads them out. So they're not jammed in there, um, as much, but yeah, I, I would, I would take some more members anytime. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Is, and is I there a again. Of- I've, I've already yeah. expanded once I can expand. Again. I love that. Yeah. And is there like an estimate number that you feel like would be like, Hey, like after this, like I too much, you know, I haven't thought about that. <laughs> if you don't know that, it's totally okay. I'm not going to force the answer. Right. It's just, yeah. I, I love that you're like take on anybody and everybody. I love that. So yeah, that's, all, that's all I really need to hear. I think that the viewers is like, it's a convenient perspective. Like yeah. don't just limit yourself. That's, and that's the kind of perspective to have, right. right? Cause you don't need that, that limit. So I think that's awesome. I think you're, you're, you're in the business of help people and you want to help as many people as possible. So anybody who needs help, come on in. Come on, <laughs> we'll I, it. Yeah. I love it. I love it, Cindy. And you're approachable, right? I can see your judgment when you have it. So um, that's awesome. And so now, you know, uh, a little bit of a self-reflection here and a little bit of a longer question, but um, a, a good question in itself. So if you need me to kind of repeat anything or, or, or go back, we can definitely do so. But we've kind of been discussing this entire time I've been the pillars of business, right? And I think, um, you know, there's three that we use a little more predominantly than any, right? And that's going to be your lead generation, which is your marketing, right? your client acquisition, which is your sales, 
And then your retention and ascension, which is keeping your clients longer, but getting them to buy more from you in that process. So of those three, Cindy, where do you feel like you could improve the most? Um, probably um, selling more packages. I am not the best salesperson in the world. I'm not a pushy person. Um, and that, that would probably be the, the, my weak point is once I get them in the door is trying to push, you know, by personal training. If you're doing group classes, by personal training, or if you're doing personal training, by group classes. Yeah. So the up sales. And I think mm-hmm. when everyone, you're a fitness professional, I'm not a sales professional, so Exactly. Completely understandable. I don't think you're supposed to know how to do that, right? I don't think it's <laughs> just being honest here, but um, and needless to say, right? I think in, in, in this perspective, I think there's always uh, an understanding of, right? You're passionate about the fitness, you're passionate about what you do, and you're genuine, right? I think if you can showcase that alone, people could trust, right? People, people need to trust you in order to buy from you. And if they want more results, I think they understand that they're going to need to kind of move up the ladder, right? And get a little more attention. Um, and I think uh, it's always something that I always say, like sales, marketing, the, the business things that you are that you did not really intend to take on, right? You intended to just help people in fitness and do what you love, right? right? Those are all things you can learn. And I think that's something to put in perspective, right? I think especially the fact that what I want to thank you for is that you can discuss the opposite side of the good, right? Where, where you can improve, which is not a bad thing, Cindy. You can prove what I'm saying. Regardless of success, you could still say, hey, I can improve here. That's yeah. an eye-opener, Cindy. I think the viewers need to see that. Like, hey, like you've been doing it. You've been in business for a while and you still know you can improve regardless of the circumstances. So I thank you for that. The viewers should thank you for that. I think it's an eye-opener for everybody. So thank you. Last two questions for you, Cindy. My two favorite questions. Number one, What's the bigger picture? What are you trying to accomplish long-term? Um, well, I'll tell you, I really enjoy what I do. I, I look forward getting up every morning. I have the best clients in the world. I mean, it's just a joy to be around them every day. Um, a lot of them have been with me even before I opened my own studio when I was um, with um, another big box gym and there have been so many friendships made from just people being in the studio and I think my long-term goals from that is just to keep it going it's, we're like a little community studio um, people look forward to coming and seeing their friends there and um, after the pandemic when we opened um, they were just so happy to be around each other again. And that's very fulfilling to me. And seeing people improve, getting stronger, losing the weight they need to lose. But it's just that sense of community that we've developed at CORE that I think brings people in the door. I love that. I love that. I think that's so important. I think it's... And it's one thing to yourself, right? I think that community emphasis is, is really something that you created. And I think the fact mm-hmm. that you know you have that, you have that there, it's a home. It's in, it is. You're eliminating that gym intimidation that I think everybody feels. I think everybody feels it. So right. when you can kind of bring that forth and say, hey, like this is a safe haven for anybody and everybody. Mm-hmm. So I think that's such a beautiful thing. And it's an awesome perspective to have. So- you know, and kind of continue this last question, my favorite question by all, but the whole, out of the whole entire podcast, I'd love to hear this. And I'm kind of curious okay. to see your answer here. Okay. So, um, you know, Cindy, if you could go back in time to when you first started the gym, sit yourself down and give yourself that one piece of advice that you think you really, really needed to hear when you first started, what would that advice be for you? I think that advice would Let's see. There's there's so there's so much. Um, I think probably you've got to learn that you can't be everything. You can't please everybody. Like if somebody wants CrossFit, they're not going to come to my gym. But 
why would I add CrossFit? Yeah. You know, sure. and I think I went through that for a while. Oh, let me let me add this and let me add this modality and that modality just because I thought I would get more people in the door. And um, I think you have to be true to what you're good at. You can't worry about the other gyms in the community, what they're doing. You have to focus on building your business and making your business the best it can be. I love that. I love that. That is a mic drop of an answer, Cindy. <laughs> Holy cow. I mean, way to close it out there. Look, it's a good place to wrap things up in this episode, Cindy. But before we sign out, okay. please shout out your Instagram, Facebook, website, anything you have. Where can yeah. people find out more about you and the gym? Uh, yes, um, I'm corebham.com, you know, on Instagram and Facebook, corebham. That's, that's short for Birmingham, B-H-A-M. I have Facebook and Instagram, and uh, my website is corbham.com. Come and see us. There we go. There we go. Like Cindy, we absolutely appreciate your time and contribution to the podcast and look forward to seeing what you can accomplish down the road. Oh, well, thank um, you. And, for and, yeah, and for sure. And if you could stick around for one second so I can let you know how you're going to get the podcast, that'd be great. Okay. Um, I'm just going to close it out here. So and to everybody who tuned in today, we appreciate you as well. Don't forget, if you want to be notified about future episodes, hit the like and subscribe button. And if you want to come and join us, talk about your fitness business, click the link in the description, fill it out, and our team will be in touch with you very, very soon. And as always, till next time, Jim Lords out. Thank you for listening to the podcast so far. Don't go anywhere. We still have another episode coming right up right after this word from one of our sponsors. The Gym Lords podcast is sponsored by Prestige Labs. Prestige Labs is the first and only nutritional supplements company built by gym owners for gym owners. Prestige Labs solves the problem that all gyms have experienced, the broken inventory model, low commissions, and even lower quality products. Prestige Labs provides 100% drop shipping, zero inventory, PhD formulated high quality supplements for you and your clients. The goal is simple, cover 100% of your rent while never sacrificing your integrity. To learn more, or to become an affiliate of Prestige Labs for free, apply at affiliate.prestigelabs.com. That's affiliate.prestigelabs.com. Double your client results, double your income. You can head to affiliate.prestigelabs.com to become an affiliate for free. Now stick around for the rest of this episode. Use coupon code GYMLORDS on prestigelabs.com for 20% off all future supplement orders. What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. I'll be your host today. My name is Alex Beck, and joining us on the show is Ralph Navarez from Tactical Fitness Academy out of Webster, Texas. What's going on, Ralph? Welcome to the show. How are you doing today? Thank you. Thank you for this opportunity to talk to your audience. Yes, sir, man. I'm doing well. Thank you. Excited to have you on and you're, you're 10 years into the game here. So I'm excited to, you know, hear a little bit from you, learn from you as well. Um, yeah, let's not waste any time here. How, how did you get started? What is it that made you want to start with your own fitness facility? Well, I started off as a, as a personal trainer. And then uh, shortly after, like uh, my second year as a trainer, I became a fitness director. So I managed gyms all over Houston. Okay. Um, I opened up a studio, a martial arts studio. Uh, shortly before my three-year anniversary as a private trainer and uh, didn't do well, but it was a great learning experience. And so I always knew that I was going to open up a studio later, uh, but I needed to get some uh, some traction, if you will, or some education also as a fitness director. So I did that for about 10 years. And then when our company went out of business, it was the perfect opportunity for me to venture out on my own. Cool. Okay. Okay. So started as a personal trainer, climbed up the ladder a little bit, became a fitness director, and then decided to, you know, branch off and start your own thing. Right. Okay. Cool, man. Cool. So, so tell me a little bit, you're here, you know, 10 years of, of being a business owner now, what was the one thing that was more difficult or unexpected than you thought when it came to running your business? Uh, one thing that I did expect was the, uh, the new member acquisition. So, the marketing, okay. I, I really wasn't uh, knowledgeable when it came to marketing uh, because, you know, the bigger gyms, they do the marketing for you. So right. the traffic comes in on their own, whereas now we have to we have to generate uh, an interest. And so we do that through social media. 
Okay. And so the hardest thing to answer your question would be marketing. Marketing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, a lot of people, I think in general, get into owning a gym with a passion for, you know, helping people, training people, changing lives, and they forget that there's this whole business side of things as well. And who's to say that you should be good at marketing, right? Like who's going to come into running a gym thinking that marketing was going to be have to be something you master as well? What have you done now to combat that, you know, coming in year 10, what's like the, the way you really get members? What's that look like? Yeah, well, instead of recently now, you know, I've, I've learned a lot about marketing. Uh, that's something that just I enjoy doing. And so one thing I've realized is that I don't I don't um, I'm not trying to make content. I, I am I am the content. So yeah. I try to just uh, take as much video as I can and then just show people what we do. Uh, cool. Be as organic as we can. And that's really, that's helped me out recently. In the last year, I've seen a difference in, in my new member base. Yeah. How, how many members are you sitting at now, if you don't mind me asking? Um, well, what I can tell you is that we're, for us, it's really good because our new member, our, uh, our member base is, is solid. So our member our retention is pretty good. Uh, so we're getting about two or three members a month, a month. which is, which is a lot for us. Yeah. And, uh, the the recipe that's that's another part so the recipe is something that i'm working on and i think uh we're almost there as far as the recipe for me to kind of duplicate myself if you will okay okay and what's the goal number you're trying to get to we talked a little bit before the podcast about you know what you're trying to do the next six months what's that really look like um i really don't want more than 100 100 members okay yeah more than 100 members but i would need i would need trainers for that Mm -hmm. and so so we are go ahead yeah so we we are profitable and so that that of course i mean that's a bit that's a big deal for us that's a big deal for us at first uh we were breaking even and so i i had to have job as part-time trainers here part-time trainer there so now i don't have the need for that and so that's been a big step for us so we're really excited about that awesome and, and would getting to that 100 member mark would that be a big leap from where you're at now or is that something that that could happen pretty quick here it could happen really quick which okay. is kind of scary kind yeah. of scary um but the way the marketing has been working for us i see it happening very quick there you go yeah. and, and when you say marketing do you mean like a lot of organic social media posts is it google seo ads or facebook ads instagram ads as of right now, what's helping me out is um, TikTok. TikTok. TikTok has really been helping me out. And everything I put on TikTok, I put on Instagram, and I also put on uh, on Facebook. Okay. And I did the the Facebook ads. They never worked for me. Uh, mm-hmm. The other thing is uh, word of mouth has helped out a lot. And uh, Google, for some reason, has been, we've been coming, we've been having traffic from, from Google. Okay. Okay. Yeah, smart. I mean, there, there's so many tools now that you could use to, you know, generate leads and and market yourself as a business. So I always say it's smart to at least try and touch on all of them, right? To figure out what works for you and then be able to double down on the things that do work. Um, When you did run ads or paid ads, did you do those yourself or did you have like a team that helped you out with that? No, I I did them myself and uh, the videos weren't quality. I mean, I look at my videos now and it's all in the videos. It's all in the videos. I mean, that's what I've learned. Um, The videos have to have to sell. And at at the end of the day is is can I can I motivate you to come into my studio and and uh, make a difference in your life? I mean, at the end of the day, I have to motivate you. If I'm not motivating you, then, yeah, uh, you know, you just you're just not going to you're just not going to want to come to our studio. It, yeah, very true. I mean, it, especially on social media, though, there's so many posts and people's attention span are so short. Really, the purpose of, of running an ad is to be able to catch their attention in the first three seconds and be able to get them to watch through your whole video so that, you know, they could click to your page and, and book the call or book the appointment to come in. Um, what type of offers were you running when you did run ads? Um, I did the um, like intro packs. I did the three sessions, three sessions intros. Um, I even did like the, uh, like those virtual garage sales where right. people promote their, their, uh, they, they sell, um, you know, whatever you saw at Garasso's, I did that. I did get a little bit of uh, clientele off of that. And then for some reason, I never got anything, anything yeah. back. Yeah. But yeah, going back to what you were saying about the, uh, the short videos, 
that's I think that's been the the, the main uh, main ingredient that's helped me with um, was TikTok because all the videos are very short. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, 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 definitely. And, and let's see here. So, so as of right now, to get to that hundred member mark, what's kind of the plan or strategy that you have to get to that point? Is it just to continue what you're doing now? You know, posting, continue posting regularly. What's that look like for you? Yes. I'm gonna continue doing what I'm doing now. Um, it's uh, I see the track, I see the uh, the uh, the traffic, and so I'm not in a hurry. That's the last. I don't want to grow too fast. Uh, we've uh, we've slowly grown, and so that's I'm very comfortable with that. The fact that I'm growing slowly, I'm not I'm not in a rush to grow fast. Yeah, yeah. And what type of things do you think you have to do? You know, as you continue to grow, to make sure that everything's stable, right? Because there is such a thing as growing too fast. You don't want to get too many members just in the namesake of making more money than end up watering down the product you're offering, the value you're giving. Um, So so for you, how do you continue to grow at a steady pace? And, you know, what's that look like? Do you need to hire more people, assign more positions to people? Yeah. So I'm going back to my my background as a fitness director. I've I've managed gyms. And so... The hardest thing, which I don't want to be in that position, the hardest thing for me was Mrs. Jones comes in, she buys a 48 session pack. She just, you know, she just invested $45,000 in our services. She loves a trainer, which in this case is me. And then I go and I give her to another trainer. She's no longer happy. Yeah. And so that's my major, major uh, uh, issue. That's, that's the one thing that I want to make sure that's in place. Yeah. That if I am not here, the system or the um, the program can still run itself without me being here. So yeah. I want to grow my program from within. The fact that I'm profitable, I'm happy. That makes me happy. I don't really care to, I mean, if I become a millionaire, of course, you know, but that's not my goal. It's not my goal to be a millionaire. Uh, if it happens because I enjoy what I'm doing, yes. My first my first goal is to enjoy what I'm doing. Uh, I've been I've been doing what I love to do since I was 19 years old. And so I continue to do that every day. And, and so what would you say is the big picture for you for this business? What, what direction are you trying to take it within the next you know, year or two? So my niche or my specialty is Pilates and boxing. Okay. I want everybody doing Pilates and boxing. <laughs> but in order for you to get there, you have to understand our program. Yeah. So you have to understand Pilates from a corrective standpoint from a corrective exercise standpoint. And boxing, boxing is such a sweet science, such a sweet art that I don't want to have just any trainer here teaching the art of boxing that doesn't understand boxing. Yeah. So like I told the guy that inter- that, that I talked to previously, he says, who would, would you like to hire more personnel? Yeah, I would love to. But the only people that I would really like to hire would be Pilates instructors or boxing coaches. But since I do a hybrid, uh, that's where that's where we that's where I come in. Right. Would you say you're ready for that now? How how big's a team? First of all, do you have any other trainers? No, no, just myself. There you go. Just myself. Yeah. Okay. Okay. How many hours a day are you training? Um, so let me see. I do about maybe six to eight hours a day. And that's because I do, I do small groups. Okay. I do small groups and some of my clients come in here and I just write out the program for them. And so I don't have to be here. They know the program. They do the program. Yeah. Okay. okay. And, and so cool. So, so what kind of does your sales process look like for when you do get a lead, right? Let's say it is myself. You know, I hear about you from a friend or family member. I walk into the gym. What's your process to turn me into a paid member? Well, first thing I do is of course I, I need to read your energy uh, and then take it from there. Uh, and then I also need to read your patterns. So once you walk in, I need to read uh, your, whether you have muscular endurance what kind of muscular imbalances you have, and also how your cardio is. And when you leave my studio, I need to make sure that tomorrow you're not handicapped. And I also need to make sure that if, by the time you leave the workout, and I tell this to everybody, when you come into our studio and you work out, you should always feel like you can do more. Okay, it's not, it's not a boot camp. I'm not trying to run you down to the ground. No, I want you to feel better the next day. I don't want you to be sore. That's not my goal. I want to eventually graduate you to where, yeah, I can take you through a gruesome workout 
and the next day you're perfectly fine you feel better and, so, and go ahead yeah um so with with my corrective exercise background that's my goal my goal is for mrs jones who's been sitting at the computer all day long for her to be more flexible more mobile and more functional okay and possibly defend herself if need be how how often do you include like the self-defense tactical type training is that only on special request or is that something that's included in daily training every day every day when it comes to mobility when it comes to biomechanics it's the same thing it's exactly the same thing a chest press is a push a pull is an arm drag right uh, so I'm, I'm teaching I'm teaching um, I'm teaching biomechanics they, I, I don't I don't call it biomechanics but you being a personal trainer that's what I teach I teach simple biomechanics okay okay cool so so do you give like a like a free class when people come in what does that look like or is it it's kind of like a consultation right they show up you see why they're there what their goal is um, you know what are you looking for and then from there do you put them in a couple free sessions or how does that work I give them one free session. And right there and then, I know I know whether they're they're going to buy or not. It's basically when you come in here, uh, you want you want the Lexus, or do you want the Toyota? They're both great, but obviously one comes with a stretch, which I I would stretch you out, or uh, one comes with the both programs, where it's the Pilates and the boxing program. Okay, and, yep. and how do you do any type of? Um... I always like to ask this because it's interesting now virtual training um because that's something that that's blown up especially you know during covid how what does that look like to you have you done any of that at all yes i have and uh i i don't want to grow that one yeah. i don't i don't really like it uh it's not my intent to grow that um but yeah we we do zoom sessions but i have no desire in growing that one yeah yeah, I've seen some people, the only reason why I asked is because we talked about the nutrition accountability piece earlier. And I've seen some facilities that, you know, they offer nutrition and accountability in the form of virtual training. So right. they use, you know, apps like Trainerize, like MyFitnessPal, um, where, their, where their members could connect to it and get, you know, daily meals. They could get, you know, monthly grocery lists and daily workouts to do when they're not with them. So, um, you know, I always thought that was something that's super smart and something that's new to to the industry as of now. So, um, yeah, just an idea as well. So if you could have like a magic wand, Ralph, right? Let's say you had like a magic business wand. You could put your your business in the exact position that you want it. What would that really look like to you? I would like to duplicate myself. <laughs> that's impossible. Right. Yeah. Right. That, that, yeah. I mean, that would be my magic wand. Yeah. Well, let's figure that i mean how how do you think you could start removing yourself from the business to the point where you know you're you're working on the business and not in it right yeah of course uh yeah i i want i want to own the system i don't want the system to own me i'm right. with you yeah i'm with you yeah so that's that's the goal that's the goal and so the goal is for me not to be here and for the program to run itself yeah. and so we're slowly getting there because i have students so uh, I, I mean, my clients are my family, and, and but they're also my students. And so yeah. when they're my students, you know, I can, I'm starting to number my exercise. I'm starting to name my exercises. So going back to the recipe, I'm really enjoying the recipe. It's like when you go to McDonald's, say, I want number one, I want number two. That's kind of what I want. Okay. And, and what do you think is like the biggest bottleneck that's held you back so far from being able to get to that point of you know, removing yourself from the training side of things, freeing up your own time so you could work on the business itself. I'm still, I'm still enjoying what I'm doing. I'm still yeah. enjoying what I do. I, uh, I, I like, uh, I like being out on the floor. I enjoy that. Uh, when I was a fitness director, that's the one thing that I struggled with. That's the one thing that I grappled with. I'm a, uh, I'm a, uh, I'm a teacher by heart. My dad was a teacher, so I'm a teacher by heart. Also, I taught first aid and CPR and. Anything that I that I enjoy doing, I like to teach it. I like to teach it. And it's not necessarily a bad thing. That's just who I am. Okay. Okay. And, and so, you know, we know what you want for, for your business now, right? We know you obviously have a passion for, you know, the not only your members, but the product you're giving them, not overloading your system just in the namesake of making a couple extra bucks here. Um, but what is it that you want 
from the business, right? What do you want the business to give back to you and your family at the end of the day? Uh, so my, my son is part of the business. He's learning the business. Uh, he knows Pilates. He knows how to box. Uh, he knows, uh, he knows combatives. And so eventually, um, my kids program I'm growing, actually the kids program, I'm slowly growing the kids program. That's a big thing for me. Yeah. I really would like to grow the kids program. Okay. Awesome, man. Awesome. Well, I think that's a pretty good place to start to wrap things up on this episode here. But before we do sign out of here, Ralph, please give a shout out to, you know, your website, Instagram, Facebook, anything, just so the listeners could find some more info on you and your gym. Knockoutunit.com. Knockoutunit.com. And yes. you can, of course, find us at tacticalfitnessacademy.com also. But it's easy to remember knockoutunit.com. It'll take you straight to our other website, knockoutunit.com knockoutunit.com awesome man i appreciate you ralph navarez everybody from tactical fitness academy out of webster texas make sure you check them out you guys and i appreciate you once again sir um and as for the listeners here don't forget if you want to be notified about future episodes hit like and subscribe if you are interested in joining us to talk about your business model within the fitness industry click the link in the description fill it out and our team will be in touch with you soon and as always until next time gym lords out Thank you so much for listening. If you found this content valuable, here's four ways we can help you grow your gym for free. One, grab a free copy of Alex Ramosi's best-selling book, Gym Launch Secrets at alexsbook.com. Two, join our free Facebook group at alexsgroup.com. Three, if you're a gym owner, you can apply to be on the podcast by emailing us at podcast at gymlaunch.com. Four, leave us a five-star review so we can gain access to more gym owners and bring those lessons back to you. And as always, Tap that button and subscribe to this podcast for more.